0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. Despite outshooting the Lightning 40-23, to 23, the Flames fall by a final score of 4-1 in Game 1 of their season-long six-game road trip. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah! Baby! Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Yeah, no disco inferno. Friday. Russick and Rose. SportsNet nine sixty the fan, coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. They specialize in everything basementy mm-hmm. since nineteen ninety two, serving Calgary in southern Alberta. Mm-hmm. Don't you forget it. I, I never will. Never. Flames lose four one of the lightning last night. We have we have a we have a jam-packed show today. It is busy. Um, I'm sure this is going to put a smile on a lot of our listeners' faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my last show for like a week. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back no. home tonight. Oh.
2: Uh,
1: got a family thing. Uh, you'll come week. back,
2: right? Please. If you'll promise, have me.
1: Please. If, you ha- if you'll if you have me.
2: It's I'm, hard to do shows by yourself here. I tried it a lot over the summer. Yeah.
1: Well, it's not easy. Um, nope. And, I, and I'm sure they'll be in the text. Line, good, idiot. Idiot. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see you in a week
2: We don't do that here
1: Yeah, I'll be back on uh, the following Tuesday Nice Because uh, I'm going to spend some time with the fam Going to watch some World Cup soccer Serbia's in action Got a big family thing on Monday mm-hmm. So I will be back the 29th, whatever the Tuesday is Sure, yeah, Let's right check on The old Advent Today's the 18th I'll be back for the 29th The 29th After today You'll
2: be back when the Flames get back from their road trip as yeah.
1: well. Uh, I'll be watching a lot of Flames games back home in the Eastern time zone. So it'll be late for you. My goodness. Well, actually, well, no, they've I, got three
2: early games. I don't have to get up early, so it'll be yeah, completely it's fine. fine for me. Whatever.
1: Um, we got, as I said, we have a busy, busy show today. Uh, Flames lose 4-1 to kick off their six-game roadie in Tampa Bay last night. We'll be all over that like a dirty shirt. George Richards, Florida Panthers beat writer, Florida Sports Now will join us at 7.30. Tee up the Matthew Kachuk game, which is going to happen on uh, a Saturday afternoon. Look how your face changed. Like I said, the Matthew Kachuk game, and literally the expression on your face changed. From what? Like you had a bit of anger in your face. Oh. Like you didn't even realize you did it. But your face literally changed when I said Matthew <laughs> Kachuk, and you you, you had hate in your eyes. I could see it. Uh, like your face lit. I, <laughs> I, I am. Not, I, you know, I never lie to you. <laughs> I... Your face changed when I said Matthew Um, Pachuk.
2: I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. Yeah. He's a bit of a rat. We know that. Yeah. You're like, please win. Is that what you're saying? Please win. Yeah. Nobody get hurt. Yeah. And let's just, let's just try and have some fun out there. Nice, clean game. Um... That's what I'm hoping for. We'll see what happens.
1: Uh, Jeff Davison, uh, CEO of the Calgary Prostate Cancer, former Calgary City C-
2: Councilor, will join us in studio at 745. Was a big part in uh, the previous arena Yeah, A massive part um, uh, prior to the current mayor taking over.
1: We'll talk about his uh, great cause, and uh, I think we'll mix in some arena talk with him as well. We'll try. Um, Tommy Wilden Jr., Calgary FC manager at around 815-ish. Uh, He's going to join us for the big final block of the show uh, because the World Cup in Qatar kicks off on Sunday. Yeah. Can't wait. uh, Stop. Just just say you're not, you know, like you're just going to be. You have three people who are going to watch the tournament around you. Mm -hmm. So much like I can I equate it to this? Like you're going to be casually interested in Canada's matches. Probably. Yeah. So it's just like me with the CFL with you. I yeah. lean on you for all your CFL information. Yes. You can lean on the three of us for World Cup information. And I
2: guarantee that I will.
1: Yeah. But uh, Tommy's going to join us in studio. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to do a World Cup draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a snake draft. Yep. And uh, one of us will each draw a number and we'll do a snake draft. And we'll take two teams plus a dark horse that has to be at least 100 to 1 to win the tournament.
2: I can do that. I was able to look up the odds. Yes. And I think I'm going to be able to pick teams that are participating in the tournament. Yeah. I'll be able to go from there.
1: Okay. Uh, We'll do that at around 8.15. And Tommy's going to break down the groups for us. He's going Mm -hmm. to give us Canada's chances to win the tournament. Uh, Lots of storylines. It's already a disaster there. Uh, There was a story on Twitter... Is Twitter still alive? Is it dead yet? Or uh, As it alive? of
2: this morning, it was still alive. Like, I don't know. How is it going to be dead? Are we all just going to leave? Or At, is it I literally if, just going to stop working? Well,
1: it has stopped working in the past. I guess it's just going to stop working permanently. I don't yeah. know what, what the future holds for As Twitter, of now. But as of right now, uh, there was a story floating around. Test tweet here. That uh, Ecuador uh, was being paid off by, the, uh, by Qatar to oh. maybe throw the match on Sunday. Well, which is fine. There's no bad. shenanigans there. Uh, you should probably bet Qatar, though, if you can, <laughs> right now. If if there's going to be some match fixing going uh, on, why can't you wet your beak and bet on uh, Qatar to win that first match against Ecuador on <laughs> Sunday? So we're all over the World Cup. Uh, and uh, later on this hour, we have, we have a treat for you. We'll do the Rose Report, but we also have a special treat. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. Yes, But Flames lose 4-1 last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And um, Flames just... Out shooting the Lightning 40-23, to but uh, that doesn't tell the story of this game. Uh, high danger chances were 14-4 to in favor of Tampa Bay. And I know the biggest storyline from last night's game, and they were all over it on the post-game show last night, was the goal Myers scored from the point that Jacob Markstrom has to have after the Flames tied up the game at 1. Yes. He needs to make that save. Uh, that was a floating puck that in today's league. Sure, if it was the 80s, that puck can go in and nobody would bat an eye. But in today's NHL, that can't go in. And Markstrom needs to have that one back. He admitted it postgame. I understand all of that. But I'm not going to get on the uh, trash Markstrom uh, train right now uh, because I thought he was fantastic last night. Outside of that gaff, if it wasn't for Jacob Markstrom, they get blown out last night. He made how many point-blank saves in that game? Hagel alone mm-hmm. was stoned three or four times by Jacob Marstrom. Can you fault him on that Stamkos opener? Nope. Went off the inside of the post. Can you fault him on that Kucherov one-timer? Hell to the no. <laughs> that was a gorgeous play. Yeah, and by luck. the way, Ms. Miguel Sergachev keeping that puck in? Disgusting. Was just a fun, what was reminiscent to what Zadorov did a couple games ago for the Flames. Stuck out his stick, hits a blade, knocks it down, gives it to Stamkos, who throws it over to Kucherov. Bob's your uncle. Um, Tampa Bay scores in the power play. I thought Markstrom was fantastic last
2: night. I thought he was one of their better players for sure. It, and it was one of those situations where, you know, it's kind of been the MO for the Flames really since Daryl Sutter took over you can get a ton of shot volume but the key to that is if you're not getting to the hard places on the ice after those shots aren't being taken to clean up the rebounds and create more havoc and all that type of stuff then in the end you're not really going to get that many elite scoring chances out of it like one of the things i like to go back and look at is is kind of the heat map for the games and how the how where all the shots were coming from and if you go and you look at Tampa's sh- chances they're all between the dots, they're yeah. all below the top of the circles. They didn't have a ton of shots, but when they were shooting, they were getting grade-A opportunities on Jacob Markstrom, whereas the Flames were getting a lot of volume, but from the perimeter and not really being able to get to the interior of the ice and create some offense that way. So I, th- I definitely thought that Jacob Markstrom wasn't the issue. You know, it's tough because I think that as a whole, that – that was one of those instances where, for me, you look at it and you say, "That's that's how championship teams handle swings in momentum." Because mm-hmm. there was two in that game. There's the initial one where Milan Lucic's goal is called back on the offside, which was, was clearly offside. I thought it was offside live. I was surprised they didn't blow the whistle down, and I honestly thought it was one of the reasons Vasilevsky got beat because he knew it was offside. How, too. how much
1: joy and misery did Flame Sands have in a span of two minutes there?
2: That was that was about. Two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um. Going from that, you know, the review wasn't too long. It was pretty quick. So it was only about two and a half, three minutes before the Lightning were able to go and score. But then in the third period, the same thing happens. Yeah. You get your goal in the power play after working so hard to just get that first one past Vasilevsky. Yep. Seven seconds later, it's in the back of your net. Yep. Riding those waves of momentum. You got to be yep. able to... Handle those moments. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to give the NHL credit. Uh, that
1: blue line <laughs> camera they installed, uh, very smart by the National Hockey League. At yeah. least they do
2: some things right occasionally. Well, it was one of those things where, okay, if we're going to do this offside review, we, we probably need to get something that's on the plane. Yeah, it's just like the, the pylon cam uh, in the NFL too,
1: Yeah, right on the goal line. Mm-hmm. So you literally see if it's on or offside. But uh, Flames lose 4-1 last night. Uh, there's a couple things that I don't think anybody's talking about that really... Really got me going last night. Okay. Um, sure. Did you see the instance where Nikita Kucherov got the goalie interference penalty? And he literally, like, ran on over, purpose ran over Jacob Markstrom? And nobody
2: did anything?
1: Yes! And why? nobody did
3: anything? It's you Nikita
1: Kucherov! Kucherov. Punch, punch that weasel in the face!
2: Yep. I, Why
1: did they not do anything to that? I this totally is a Daryl Sutter team. What do I keep hearing ever since I've been here? Ah, oh, this is a hard, heavy team that's hard to play against. So Nikita Kucherov goes in, bowls over your superstar goalie. Nobody even bats
2: an eye. I and was. You can see it on the replay. I was shocked. I was pretty stunned. And the guys that are out there, you've got, you know, Hannafin was laying down right there. Anderson's right there. You got Tyler Toffoli there. Elias Lindholm and Adam Brzezinski. Those were the five guys that were on the ice. I was stunned. I was straight up flabbergasted that he didn't get. I, I don't care who you are. And I was listening to Merrick on his show yesterday, and they were talking about Connor McDavid, and you need to protect the superstars and all that type of stuff, and that's fine, whatever. But, like, that's a superstar running over another superstar, and frankly, you can't do that. No, it's the most important position on the field. Yeah. What would happen if someone just started running over pitchers in the MLB? Right. You'd get hit with a bat. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. I don't I don't
1: understand I why there yeah. wasn't anything. I get that the situation in the game was really tight.
2: And they end up scoring on the power play and you don't you ended up evening it up. So there's that. Sure. Yeah, but
1: okay, okay. Now now you you channeled my Mike Babcock voice into the back of my head. Oh, uh, or toughness is our power play. I hate when Mike Babcock <laughs> said that. So they can be soft as soft can be, but we'll get them on the power play. Okay.
2: That's fine. The Flames power play is a bottom third in the NHL this year, too. Okay. So
1: so, uh, funny you say that. Uh, I agree with you that, yeah, they scored on the power play, tie the game up. But did you notice that Kucherov was on the ice at the end of the game? That would have been the opportunity to punch him in the face. You're already down 3-1. Yeah. Right? He was on the ice, and he was... And he was definitely floating to get that empty netter.
2: Yeah, real hard. Punch him
1: in the face. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Do something about it. Do not let him run your goaltender. And they did not do
2: anything about it. I was, like I said, like, this is a team that has constantly stood up for Jacob Markstrom in a lot of those situations. And Markstrom's a fiery guy who will, you know, get his stick into stuff and all that type of nonsense involved. But, yeah, I was... I was straight up surprised that nothing came of that. And, and it just kind of, they just let him be. And I know it's the key to Kucherov, but it's also Jacob Markstrom. Like you mentioned, that's superstar goalie. Yeah. And this is the point that we were kind of talking about off the air before the show started. As much as people want to hang a third goal on Jacob Markstrom and and rave and roar and, and get all up in arms about it. How many more goaltenders in the NHL would you rather have than Jacob Markstrom? Not many. You can count on one hand. Off the top of your head, Saros, Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Hellebuck this year, but not last year. You know, like, that's the type of thing. There isn't a lot of goaltenders yeah. and, that are, are better and than and him.
1: Thank you. I know, they didn't tie it up. Sorry, my bad. It was it was the 2-1 goal they got back into the game. And then the 3-1 goal was the one he's got to have. But you're right. Um, he... He needs to stop that. But again, people blaming Markstrom, and I'm seeing it on the text line right away. If you watched the game last night, he kept them in it. How many point blanks? If you would have cut highlights Mm -hmm. of his saves last night together, you'd be like, wow, what a performance. But all we're talking about is the third goal that can't go in. Later on, too, in the 7 o'clock hour, Maddie, Mm -hmm. I got the crack staff. Not on crack. I got the crack staff at Sportsnet Stats. We've got some Jacob Markstrom numbers for you. Oh. Because I'm an ideas man. Okay. We'll do that at 7 o'clock in the 7 o'clock hour. we got an open block. We're going to be all over the flames today. But I got some Jacob Markstrom numbers for you at the top of the hour. Were the guys looking
2: for some work to do with it being just one NHL game on the calendar today? Well, no,
1: they no, I, I did it this morning. They already got back to me because that's how fast they are. But
2: that's what I mean. They
1: yeah, they they churn out stats. There's
2: also just one NHL game today. Yeah, well, probably so they didn't really have to. The do stat anything.
1: pack isn't that thick. Is that what you're trying to say?
2: I uh, like yesterday they had to do three plus. You know, you got a Raptors game today. Yeah, Vancouver Canucks, LA Kings. It's your only game on the slate. That's it. Um,
1: I'll give you those Jacob Markstrom numbers later on. Are they going to
2: make me, how how am I going to emotionally feel about this? It's,
1: I know confirmation bias is a thing Mm -hmm. and these numbers maybe might make a ton of sense to you. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. They call it a tease in the radio business. Okay. Well, I'm buckled in in the old broadcasting. I got nowhere else to be. not that we're professional oh. broadcasters, no. but just, oh, God, good God, no. I didn't even graduate. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's really jarring. Mm. I did, though. Um, yeah. Niagara College, oh. big up. Yeah, rub it in. Look at my diploma. Ooh. Ooh, big diploma. Ooh. 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 diploma. Community college. Mm. Um, look at me now on a AM radio station. Go, George. Mm. So... Um, I went to lecture, give- <laughs> We'll do the uh, Jacob Markstrom stuff later on in the thing. Uh, I didn't the show. binge
2: drink at university.
1: Um, also, um, I thought Jonathan Huberto was great last night. He definitely had a ton of jump. He had a lot of pep in his step. I thought he was really good, creating a ton of chances for the Flames last night. Made a couple of beautiful plays. That little play he made to Zdorov, uh, I believe in the third period, um, made a great, nice passing play. Flames didn't score on it, but he just did some fantastic work last night and you could tell uh, he had a lot of juice in himself uh, because he's back in Florida I thought that was one of the best games he played this season for the Calgary Flames but uh they're they're in a slump here uh scoring's an issue and you can outshoot an opponent 40 to 23 but a lot of those were from the periphery and you're not going to beat a guy like Andre Vasilevsky shooting the puck uh from way outside
2: how many times was it a shot from the point and Vasilevsky just stuck out his glove grabbed it swallowed it no rebound I thought Vaslovsky was maybe a little bit shaky in maybe the first 10 minutes there was a couple of shots that went off the outside of his glove that he couldn't really hold on to but after that there was there everything was sticking to him like velcro yeah there were no rebounds yeah listen that's one of the world's elite goaltenders yeah he's been a bit shaky this season but that was uh, another solid. Performance. He, he was like You're not going to beat him like
1: that. He was like that last year in the regular season. He had a down a regular up and season, down, especially and early team, on, and got the team all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Sure um, did. Because he's Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, those 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 sweaters they were wearing were just awful.
2: Oh yeah, the bath salt sweaters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> were they trying to eat your face? Is that what they were trying to do? Because well, that's a Florida thing, right? Bath salts trying to eat your face?
2: Yeah. I I think it's just bath salts. I don't know if you always have a craving for face. I think upon that's, that's a prerequisite. If oh, you do bath salts, you have to try
1: to eat a face. Oh, well, there you go. And
2: yeah. um, come up with those unis, because my goodness. Yeah. Little busy.
1: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> had the stupid black and. Gold the tribal, lining. the tribal. So stupid. And then like just the tattoo. random lines on like the Tampa That's Bay lighting obviously stuff. like
2: supposed to be rain, but like. Yeah, I don't know. Like it rain was... if I was like seven and I was drawing it for yeah. like a class project. It was no good. Um, With the really, the waves and the yeah. numbers have the jagged number. Uh, yeah. Hard pass. Um, Hard pass. Real quick too. Um, I, I don't... like their black one with the circular logo. That was the best one. That was
1: okay. Uh, I think their logo's dumb. So um I uh Nazem Kadri's struggling a little bit. He's kind of come down to earth. Yeah, since I, his blockbuster start, they need more out of Nazem Kadri right now. I know that he, he was so good at the beginning, but they definitely need more from him on the road, too.
2: He, he looks to me like a guy that's like, "Okay, can I get can I get some, some help? Some help here?" Yeah. Because I am one of the biggest fans of Andrew Mangiapane. He is not looking anything like the player that scored 35 goals last season. Right. He doesn't have the confidence. He's not shooting the puck in the same type of areas. He's not winning his battles along the boards like he usually does. He's not really agitating opponents in a way that we're used to seeing him. He's not getting under people's skin in front of the net. And then Milan Lucic is up there, and I understand that right now they've kind of moved some lines around it. And essentially, what they've done is sprinkled that fourth line amongst the rest of the lineup, and mm. for me, really created a but a, a four middle six lines, yeah, really. Um, and it's allowed Daryl Sutter to roll over his lines. There's benefits to it, but at the same time, he's a guy that I look at and say, "Is this the best thing for Nazem awesome Kadri?" Right uh, I
1: did like the part where Kadri actually pitchforked. Uh, Lucic to get into the zone quicker with his stick. Yeah, sure. He gave him a little yeah. push. Yeah. A little I like the little your friends. I,
2: I do like the little push on yeah. the back check. Yeah. To me, it's always <laughs> one of those inconsequential in things. Like, does it really make a difference? Yeah. But maybe It's it fun does. to watch. Yeah, sure, Especially a okay. guy
1: like Lucic. Like, I'm sure there was a lot of bend and Kadri's stick when That's was like pushing him into the zone.
2: One of those, like, if you're on a back check in, yeah. in beer league and you're like, okay, hey, how can I make this look like I'm not straight-legging it but, yeah. but use as much energy? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm helping him with the back check. Let me just push him ahead so I can kind of coast back. But,
1: yeah. Good um, but before we get to the break here, because we, we got a little treat for you. Uh, yesterday, we were on location. Which is always fun. Yeah. The Hospital for Home Lottery is great. The deadline is uh, midnight tonight. Midnight tonight. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Um, House is uh, beautiful. Because uh, our listeners are so awesome, uh-huh. uh, I had access to the Fan 590 text line in Toronto yesterday on the laptop, and we asked you, the listeners, to send um text to to their radio station about what would be the worst Maple Leafs victory song
2: the fan morning show yeah, with the uh, morning Ailish show.
1: and Justin Cuthbert Ailish uh Fofar and uh Justin Cuthbert so uh i got some we got some audio from them yesterday when they actually found out what was going on <laughs> before uh before i tell you what we're going to do uh hit, hit clip number 1 alex
4: something, sorry something is happening in the text line right now our brother station Calgary Sportsnet 960 mm has given out our text line number, and their listeners are texting in right now, Leafs wind songs. And we might have 200 text messages here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wait, there, there's more. Hit number two, Alex.
4: I don't know, but honestly, you should see the text line right now. Hundreds of messages for new wind songs. <laughs> and they're like chirping us, you know?
3: Wow. Uh, and and they also weren't big fans of mine, hit it. Yeah. George, our boy George Russick, or, no, he's not yeah. the morning guy, is he? Is he the morning guy? I think oh, he might Justin. be. Look. He is the morning, he's guy. The morning so guy. He's the morning guy. So he's turned Russick. on us already. What
2: a snake. Oh, <laughs> oh little
3: slithery yeah. <laughs> snake.
2: And, and,
1: and we'll hit one more here. Oh. I'm typing in right now.
4: It's Ailish from Toronto. I'm going to fight you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh. <Whoa. laughs> Send.
1: Yeah. Send. So uh, they were a little, uh, because... You're a bit uh, of a I, snake, George. I, it's fine. <laughs> I, uh, when I looked at the text line in Toronto, I literally counted at one time, there was around 23 403 consecutive numbers on their text line. Like, you guys absolutely killed it yesterday. So what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to do something different that's never been done probably in the history of both shows. We're going to jump on their show in Toronto, and you're going to hear it here in Calgary, too. Cross for like 10 minutes. And across we're going to cross net radio network because uh, Ailish was a little upset with us yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I just have to tell her, don't mess with our listeners because they're relentless. We are. Yeah, this city no, is. No, you can't mess with us. So what we're going to do is.
2: Toronto. We're,
1: we're going to take the break. Toronto! We're going to jump on their show. You're going to hear them with us. Toronto! And then we're going to do the Rose Report. That's straight ahead. We're going to do all of that.
2: I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, me too. It's Let's the big let show. Them know.
1: Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the Fan.
2: You're listening to the Big Show with
0: Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, the Fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh huh.
4: Listen up city of Calgary, you're listening to the Fan Morning Show, broadcasting live from the beautiful city of Toronto, taking over the airwaves across the country because we were brutally attacked yesterday in our text line at 595.90, <laughs> and we're revenge game, Justin Cuthbert and Alish Forfar taking over. What's up, guys? I think we have Uh, the other host on. Oh, no, you didn't join. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, It is. Well, it is. You're right about the fan morning show, but it's uh, George Russick. Hey, guys. Matt Rose. Uh, Hey, um, lots of fun. Uh, Just a couple things right off the hop. Uh, thank you for both of your support. Knowing that I was the morning show guy here in Kansas,
3: yeah. <laughs> that was fun.
1: Yeah. We played that clip, Justin. I did shows with you. How many times, man? I mean, it was. Thanks, it, uh,
3: it was. I was just making sure. Okay, I was just okay, making okay, sure. Right. I knew you were prime time. Yeah. It's either drive time yeah. or morning. Thanks. Uh, you know, e- Thanks, either Justin. way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know so, you. I, I know you. See, I'm not the war guy. You guys like Ailish okay. was offended. They instigated. You guys started it. Ailish yeah. wants okay. to finish it. I'm just like, I okay. want everyone to get along here. You're just. <laughs>
1: You're just an innocent bystander. Yeah, I really am. So let let me explain to you what happened. By the way, Justin, I'll never uh, get you to pack my parachute. So um, (laughs) this is what happened yesterday. Uh, We did a remote uh, for the hospital home lottery. Oh, no. We lost them. Did we lose them?
4: They're scared. They hung up. They hung up. They were about to... Put a ma- massive excuse. Are we still online. live on
3: on the Fan Morning Show? Who knows? Honestly, at this point, if we're live on five ninety, I guess we got to keep uh, rolling we're here. We're live I, on five ninety. Like this is tactical warfare now. They we got, are like, purposely. Someone, someone pulled the plug on them. <laughs> Jumping <laughs> off the airwaves.
4: <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, it was fun while it lasted.
3: Uh, let's, I guess, start talking about the Wake and Rake. And maybe if we rewind. I think we just
4: shut down Sportsnet Radio Waves, we honestly. May have. It's,
3: it's, it's, anyone hear it's, us? it's meant to be regional, I guess, the national broadcast. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Merrick doesn't have this problem, though. You're right. When he's live across oh, well. the country. Oh, we are just getting into them. it, too. We we're
4: getting fired up there. The text lines all fired up to defend our honor again. but I Maybe we're know.
3: live in Calgary and they're live in Toronto right Wouldn't now. Wouldn't that be fun? Who knows? I don't know if that be I don't know if that be that fun.
4: So okay, live in Calgary. How about them Calgary Flames last night, eh? What a showing against Tampa Bay Lightning. No, no, save,
3: save the shade because if we do get reconnected, then we have to go after them about you know the Calgary Flames performance and how we anchored our parlays. Doesn't look like our board now. op
4: is feeling confident. Okay,
3: let's just scoot the wake and Rick just to give them time, just in case, because then if we get them, then we're going to miss oh, out yeah, on the Waken Rake. Oh, they us in Calgary. They, oh, we're live in Calgary <laughs> We're live in Calgary. <laughs> okay, so if we're live in Calgary, we do this thing <laughs> called the Wake and Rake, and yesterday, because we were taking so much fire from across the country, we thought, well, fading the flames isn't a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could build parlays around the flames losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning down in Florida. So... We went that route, and, you know, we hit a couple tickets. I don't know. Like, I, my big one, my full Flames fade didn't hit, but playing the Cal- or playing Tampa Bay yesterday against Calgary was very, very profitable. And I guess that's just, uh, you know, par for the course, really, And what's been a really yeah. tough season. Like, Jonathan Huberdo not fitting in what the way you'd think boss he would. What that team Nazem is. Kadri, I guess you got bragging rights on us with Nazem Kadri, but... Kadri's, uh, you know, I don't think he can carry you all by himself. So uh, maybe that trade not looking so good right now. But uh, I I think you guys will bounce back. Actually, to be fair, I thought, why not bet this team to win the president's trophy? Mm Daryl Sutter round winning style. He'll win a ton of regular season games. I had to cash out of that bet. I couldn't stand being there anymore because they're not winning the president's trophy. They're not winning the division. I'm sorry to give you that news. I guess you guys kind of knew that already, though.
4: Our trauma beliefs face off against Calgary Flames December 10th, so we don't have to wait too long for an actual revenge here. But, assumingly, we are um, on Calgary Radio only, because we're seeing the text line. just want to read this quote about Jacob Markstrom last night, uh, feeling a little bit we upset na- about his performance. We are national, by the way. Quote, I've got to be better. I can't help it."
0: That can't help. Listening to the big show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yeah, it's
1: the
2: big show, Russick and
0: Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. What
1: happened?
2: Oh, man. You know what? There's only one person we can blame here. That's Jeff. Okay. It's our engineer, Jeff. We like to blame anything technical on him when literally anything goes wrong. Stub my toe. Jeff! We we wanted to
1: uh, just say don't mess with Calgary because our listeners are dogs. Oh, they will attack you like savages. And then all of a sudden, we're in the middle of talking and things just die. Dead. We have no reason why. No reason on that them. We could hear them. They couldn't hear us. That's just the way it is. But uh, Alex, are we on the air in Calgary right now? Uh,
2: Can we confirm that? Test is this thing on?
1: Can confirm. Okay. Hello. 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 Okay,
2: uh, we'll and then they went get... right to the wake and rake and it was like, all right, we got to get out of here. Yeah, we we got to get. Yeah, we <laughs> got We got to get to the Rose Report. That won't work. Uh, we're gonna try to get Sean in the seven o'clock hour. Let's do it because uh, she was fired up.
1: Yeah, she was fired up. We'll, yeah, we'll try to get her on in about. the seven o'clock hour. But let's get to that Rose report. Let's Flames do it. lose four-one in the Lightning last night. Brought Pretty to you by Motorworks. Sometimes the stuff blows up, it actually makes it better. Uh, the Rose report <laughs> brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding <laughs> all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. Where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on Fifty-first Avenue, Third Street, Southeast.
2: Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. What has ever blown up and then been better? Like Mount Vesuvius. Okay. uh, The Hindenburg. No, no. All the humanity. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. I'll I'll keep thinking. We'll try and figure something out. Anyways, um, it's Friday. Yep. It's Friday. And that means that I hope that you're ready for. The Flames kicked off a six-game roadie in Tampa. Uh, it was in, by the way, back in 04. should mention that. Uh, Dennis Gilbert rejoined the blue line, replaced Nick DeSimone. They were swapped with the Wranglers earlier on in the week. Something that Daryl Sutter has really talked about recently, that six defensemen need a little bit more, understanding that they're dealing with some injuries right now, but need a little bit more from whoever's going to dress in that sixth spot. And that's what he talked about before the game yesterday. We were looking for one of them to play better, right? They were playing five guys a lot. Right? and that's you're stretching it in the long haul you need somebody to take the next step. trade right? it's not a it's not a criticism of any of them guys i mean but you just need somebody to it's like trying to figure out your lines out you know you're st- it's with pairs too it's a little different from last year where the pairs were set a dozen games into the season they were able to roll with them things have been a little bit more different this year, uh, here's what the lines and the pairings did look like. Kadri was between Lucic and Manjapani, Rizicca on the left side of Lindholm with Toffoli on the right. It was Backlund with Hubert and Lewis, Dubé, Richie and Coleman made up the fourth line. Hannafin and Anderson a pair, Zadorov and Uyghur reunited, moving Uyghur back to his right side, his natural right side. And then Gilbert came in to play the left side with Chris Tanev, with Jacob Markstrom. Getting the start in net and a pretty solid start for the Flames as really has been the case for most of the season. Yesterday's game to me about momentum changes and why Tampa is so good at handling those types of swings and has rings from two of the last three seasons. The Flames look to open the scoring on a Milan Lucic goal off the rush, but it was rightfully deemed offside upon a challenge by Bolt's bench boss, John Cooper. Just over 30 seconds later, scoring was actually opened.
0: Sergachev bounces it off of Ruzitska stick into the Flames zone. Sergeyev drops it, Stavko shoots and scores.
2: Bit of a sloppy change for the Calgary Flames. Mikhail Sergachev with a... Real nice move getting around Trevor Lewis there, getting the puck to Steven Stamkos and his shot is able to beat Jacob Markstrom clean, giving the Bolts a 1-0 and, lead after 20.
1: And that was against the run of play. I thought Calgary was a better team in the opening period.
2: Yep. Uh, well, run it back because that's the exact same thing that happened in the second period. The Flames dominated play, heavily out shooting the Lightning, but as it has happened way too much, oh, really over the last 10 games in this losing streak and then the two wins and whatever a dominant period it didn't amount to anything on the scoreboard late in the frame Rasmus Anderson takes a holding penalty against the lightning captain Stamkos and the bolts would make the flames pay
0: I know I had a the chance to clear can't get it out Sergachev knocks it down and keeps it in plays the top of the near circle Stamkos to kucharabi scores
2: a ridiculous play by Sergachev to keep the puck in at now, the blue that was line. absurd
0: stabbed at it with
1: one hand on his backhand and kept it in
2: the pass to Stamkos and then to Kuterov. The one-timer is right up under the bar. No chance for Jacob Markstrom uh, after the Hannafin clearing attempt is kept in the zone, and the Lightning extended their lead to two goals with less than two minutes to go in the second period. Flames with 16 shots to just six for the Lightning, but... The Flames went into the third period trailing. In the third, they poured it on once again. Nikita Kucherov would run over Jacob Markstrom, earn himself a goalie interference penalty, putting the Flames on the power play, but really setting off a pretty unfortunate series of events. Here it is in, in real time.
0: Bounces up with the blade of Huberto's stick, but again he recovers the puck and drops it. Lintome shoots it and scores! Elias Lintome puts the puck on net. Nazem Kadri set up the screen and may have got a piece of it. The Flames score a power play goal and cut the lightning lead in half to 2-1. To and they score an early first five minutes goal in the third period, which is huge. Flames entered with numbers three on two and then kept the play alive. Lindholm just fired it at a screen. I'm not sure if it touched Kadri or not, but he had a lot of room. Kadri was all alone in front of Vasilevsky, and whether he touched it or not, made it difficult on the goaltender to make that stop. Blows it right by the Tampa goaltender, and this game is within one. Pat, that is a great screen by Nazem Kadri. Taking a look at the replay on Sportsnet, he was right in Andre Vasilevsky's face, and he took away his eyes on that one and did it cleanly. Yeah, we've got a one goal game again. Now we don't. The Lightning shoot and score.
2: What a minute. Oh, boy.
0: (sighs) Oof. Oh, boy.
2: Six seconds after the Flames finally beat Vasilevsky, a bit of a stinker and a far point shot by Philippe Myers. A bit. Markstrom made a lot of saves earlier in the game, made this a relatively close game. But that can't go in after you finally score. That's a tough one. That that that
1: puck can't just go in. And, and I know that's going to be the number one talking point uh, mm-hmm. with Flames fans now heading into tomorrow's showdown with Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers. Um, but Markstrom was spectacular up until that point. And even after the softie he let in there, he made some incredible point-blank saves. a Hagel if uh, yeah. if he made some saves on him. He made a few point-blank five-star chances. He made the saves. He kept the Flames in that game last night. But all we're going to talk about is the weak one he let in for the Lightning to restore the two-goal lead.
2: The Flames' best push in the third came after the Flames killed Nikita Zadorov holding penalty in the last ten minutes of the period on the bump-up shift with Kadri and Toffoli and Huberto. They were buzzing but could not find the back of the net. And uh, really after that, that's pretty much it. Andre Vasilevsky ends up stopping 39 of 40 as the Flames take a 4-1 loss in their opener of a six-game road trip. Here's Daryl Sutter's uh, thoughts on the game. We were a little sluggish in the first period. Mark, you made two or three really good saves. And
4: then I think we probably had enough opportunities to at least tie. going
2: into the third. Uh, I think in the end, the trenches were a little hard for some of us. And Daryl would go on to not hang the third goal on Jacob Markstrom. Mentioned that's another trenches play where we're losing a battle, and eventually it does end up on a stick. You know, he, he's not going to hang that on Markstrom right after he said that's an all-star in the last game. Yeah, even understanding that's a goal that can't get let in. No, um, but Jacob Markstrom was appropriately very critical of this play. Quick shot, and then I mean, I, I just you know I got I got to find a lane here and uh, you know do a better job with that to to. To catch the release and uh, yeah,
0: bit of a screen there. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, it, there's a it doesn't matter how you look at it. I think you can always screen yourself. There's always people in front of you, and uh, you know it's uh, you know decisions, what side to, uh, and what not to look, and uh, you know I gotta do do a better job of uh, of finding finding those shots.
1: Yeah. Um, again, I-, I like that he owns up to it. Yep. And that puck can't go in in today's day and age. mm mm-hmm. But he, he kept the flames in that game last night. I, I know there's a lot of sour Calgary fans, and that all stems from the playoff exit to the Oilers, how he was rotting the struggle bus that entire series. And I understand all of that. But if, if you can kind of just put aside that weak goal last night, the other two he really didn't have a chance on. And he made some incredible saves last night he kept this team in the game if if you actually watch the chances comparing to the two teams and i know high danger chances was 14 to 4 for tampa bay can you honestly say the flames really outplayed the lightning last night nope. did they really deserve that win last nope. night Nope. they only scored one goal did they have that many five-star chances
2: nope no they there, didn't there's a few things that seem to be bubbling to the surface for me one You're taking some bad penalties at bad times. This has been an issue all season long and typically is not an issue on a Daryl Sutter team. Yep. Nick, uh, pardon me, Dennis Gilbert skated less than 10 minutes once again. They're still trying to find something to work on the back end. Yeah. And you're not getting enough scoring. What is going to happen with this forward group? Is there a deal to be made? I I like that they paired Tanev with them. I like too. that as well. I like that because I like Zadorov and Uyghur when Tanev was out.
1: I like that pair quite a bit. Uh, we can we can talk about the sixth defenseman or what the fourth line is going to look like. But I thought Lou said something that's really stuck with me after mm-hmm. uh, Saturday's um, win over the Winnipeg Jets when you and I were down in that uh, that nuclear shelter uh, at the dome where they do the post game show, the Doug Lacey.
2: Basement Systems Hostile Lounge. Yes.
1: Um... You're not going anywhere until you figure out your pairs on the blue line.
2: Nope, agreed. And that's what I said earlier, right? You had yeah. it sorted a dozen games into the season last year and then nobody got hurt. Yeah. Again, now you're
1: dealing with injuries. What what's the latest on Michael Stone? I don't know. Is he is he is he hurt? Like how hurt is he? Is he coming back anytime soon? I don't know. He
2: doesn't sound like but, he's anytime soon. He's not skating with the
1: group or anything like that. So Because what what's the one thing we talked about too at the beginning of the season? The depth is the strength of the Calgary Flames. Yep. And all of a sudden, doesn't seem like there's too much depth on the blue line. But this goes back to what I was talking about here when I first got here. You look at all Stanley Cup champions of the past, pick the last 15 years, Matty. Yep. They have that number one stud defenseman. Can Rasmus Anderson turn into that guy? I don't know. He wasn't very good yesterday either. That's what I mean. Do they have that horse on the back end that can eat up around 25 to 28 minutes that you can throw out there and just shut things down for the opposing team? A guy you can just lean on heavily to to bring you home in tough matchups. The Flames don't have that. Their strength is in numbers, and I understand that. But once some of those under numbers start to dwindle, you have issues because you can't lean on that one guy on your blue line who's that true stud number one. Yeah. They have a lot of twos and threes, mm-hmm. which is great, which a lot of teams would kill to have the Flames depth on the blue line when healthy, but when they're banged up, and like you said, last year they weren't, you don't have that number. Look how much Hedman played last night. Like, I know they took him off the power play because Sergachev, a little more offensive's upside, although Hedman had an incredible season last year. Hedman's that horse on the back end of the blue line for Tampa Bay, and he's been that way for years and years and years.
2: 25 minutes, nine seconds. There you go. Nothing looked different. Yesterday, Rasmus Anderson, there you go 23-17. Uh, and then just on injuries, the Flames are up to 14 man games lost to injury before yesterday's game. So that will have gone up with Michael Stone, Uh, being out for that one Um, but that also does not include the 16 games that Oliver Shillington has been away from the team too. Once again 71 man games lost to injury last season and 18 of those were Tyler Pitlick that are already up to 30 plus and uh, about 30 of them have been on the blue line. Definitely relevant this season. Uh, next game Saturday, they return to Sunrise. They return to Sunrise for Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wieger.
1: Uh Straight ahead to uh, Ailish Forfar is going to join us from the Fan <laughs> Morning Show after uh, I don't know what the hell happened uh, when we were both on simultaneously. I thought that was going to be really fun. And then uh, the radio god said, no, not today. Um, you know everybody... what? I bet,
2: I bet it was Toronto producers and ops sewering us.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we should go with we, that. We've been. Yeah, especially I'm friends with those guys. Yeah, we should go with that. Yeah, they sewered us. And I'm going to give you, after we talk to Ailish, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you those Jacob Markstrom numbers
2: you may or may not be surprised Perfect. Uh, other action last night. Devils were in Toronto looking for an 11th straight win. They were visiting the Leafs. Austin Matthews opened the scoring with his eighth of the season, but yes, Brebert and Nico Heischer tallied to swing the lead back to Jersey. Late in the third, it would be William Nylander. Hey! His eighth of the season, tying the game, sending it to overtime, but a short overtime in Toronto. Hughes, Yegor, Sharon Govich, and Dougie Hamilton. Oh,
1: no.
3: Oh, tried to drop pass it there for Sharon
1: Govich. (laughs) Oh, the possession. It's stripped by Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes turns it up. The ice. shot. Save and a rebound. Another shot falls up. Yegor, Sharon scores.
2: Devils win it in overtime. 11 straight victories. Woo! 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 Who's, who does color for the Devils? Well, I have no idea, but it sounds like watching the game with your it's, uncle after yeah. he's had six beers. It sounded
1: like Phil Esposito went to New Jersey <laughs> and did some games as a special analyst for the Trying Devils. to nudge I it think. past Giordano. He could not. It got yeah. held in for a leak. I got a lot of Phil Esposito vibes on no, that. said no, centering no, pass too no, fancy. No, and no. Got st-
2: <laughs> Matt Laughlin on the Devils Radio Network yeah. with the call of the goal. Uh, it might be Chico Resch. He's been doing uh, the color on the radio. I don't okay. know if that was him though. Three 2 the final scores. The Devils have How? now won eleven straight How? games. They're the second best team in the NHL to only the Boston Bruins.
1: And Mackenzie Blackwood's hurt.
2: Yeah, and so is Vitek Vanacek. I'm pretty sure he just got hurt as well. And the um, wagon. Matt Murray got the start 30 of 33 saves in his second start back from injury and just his third game this season. Leaves the host of Sabres Saturday night in their next action. Canadiens in Columbus for a one-off trip after they lost to the Devils back on Tuesday. Pretty wild third period in this one. Boone Jenner scored. That gave the Jackets a 3-2 lead early in the third, but shortly after that, a minute and 42 seconds of chaos. The Habs would tie the game. Then the Jackets scored two goals. Then the Habs scored again. So it was 5-4. With four goals all in a minute at 42, despite a third period onslaught that saw the Habs outshoot the Jackets 18 to nine, Columbus would hold on for a six to four lead, six to four win. Eunice Corposalo stopped 38 of 42 shots as uh, he faced Columbus. Now has points in four straight games wow. after they had lost five in a row.
1: Johnny Goodrow factor, I guess.
2: Mm, yeah, something like that. Final, <laughs> uh, the the lack of Zach Werenski factor.
1: Sorry, I, I don't have too many hot Columbus Blue Jackets team. You don't? Oh, that's so weird. To me, they're the most inconsequential franchise. What in about the, the Habs? It's a good loss for them. <laughs> Because ultimately, uh, you
2: want to get a high draft. Get curve. lower in the draft. Yeah, uh,
1: you want to see the continued development of Gooley, Suzuki, and Caulfield. But mm-hmm. you still want a lot of L's in the column. Unlike Daryl's W's, there you, you go. want a lot of L's yeah. for Marty St. Louis' team.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's when I'm impressed. Uh, also, he had the Jets, the final Canadian team in action. A pre-game ceremony, they inducted Timu Solani and Teppo Newmanen into the Jets Hall of Fame. Hello, Newmanen. Kyle Connor gave the Jets a 2 to 1 lead in the third period, but Trevor Zegras tied it up shortly after. The game winner came in the final minute of regulation. Both Zegris and Connor would be involved.
0: Kept alive by Pionk, was shot toward the net. That came wide. Back on in front. Connor's shot. He goal. Let the hats rain down! Kyle Connor with his third of the night. 3-2,
2: Winnipeg! An egregious turnover by Trevor Zegers in the final minute of the game. Pionk keeps it in at the blue line. And Kyle Connor buries for his hat trick, his third, fourth, and fifth goals of the season as the Jets win 3-2. to two. Paul Edmonds on Power 97 in Winnipeg had the call as the Ducks increase their hold on last place in the entire NHL. Really, you got to lose those games in regulation, George. It's true. You got to lose them in regulation. Other notes from last night, Alexander Barkov missed the Panthers game with illness. So the bad. Panthers had to skate with 17 players due to salary cap constraints. And, and we're worried about, uh, we can't call up a specific defenseman
1: yeah. because of the salary cap. They had to skate with 17 last night.
2: Four goals by the Stars in the first period saw them skate to a 6-4 to lead over the Panthers. The Stars lost their backup goaltender Scott Wedgwood to injury in the second period. Jake Ottinger came in, stopped 19 of 21 to secure the dub. 11 different Stars found the score sheet. A couple of Stanley Cup betting favorites met in Raleigh. The Avalanche made their lone trip to play the Hurricanes. Martin Natchez tied the game at two in the third. So this game went to overtime and a large part to Pavel François. Uh The goaltender for the Avalanche was outstanding as the Avs were outshot 12-5, 17-6, 18-2, and 47-13 oh overall. Goodness. But nevertheless... Once you get to overtime, it's anyone's
0: game. Caves with it. JT comp for the trailer. Comfort. One timer. Lekkinen. He scores! It's a work of art! Arturi Lekkinen has a five game point streak. And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this Zing. Party is over.
2: Oh, I love Carmagee. with the Avs Radio Network. Uh, a great guest. A friend of, friend the, of the station. Show. For sure. Friend of the show. 46 of 48 stops for Francois. So tough night for Antti Ranta, who allows three on 15 and honestly didn't have a problem with any of the three goals mm-hmm. that he allowed. Avalanche take a three to two win. Uh, what else can I tell you about here? Uh, Ho-Hum, another Bruins win. They beat the Flyers by a four to one score. Is that well. supposed to impress me? Uh, Linus Olmark has his league leading 12th win. Jeez. He is four more than anybody else in the NHL. Islanders battle back to erase a 4-1 deficit, but they lost 5-4 to the Nashville Predators. Sidney Crosby scored his eighth and ninth goals as part of a four-point night in a 6-4 win for the Penguins in Minnesota against the Wild. The Capitals and Blues went to a shootout six rounds before Pavel Buchnovich would score the game winner. Blues take a 5-4 win, uh, ninth goal of the season for Ovechkin in the loss. And three late games yesterday, Alex Pietrangelo racked up three points in a 4-1 win for the Knights over the Coyotes. Justin Schultz's third goal of the season and second goal of the game was the OT winner as the Kraken beat the Rangers 3-2 in Seattle. And uh, we were singing David Perron's praises yesterday, George. we were. Uh, Three points as the Red Wings beat up the Sharks 7-4. Moritz Sider's first of the season broke a 4-4 tie in the third period as the game winner. And just one game tonight. How weird. It's a late one, too. If you're out in Toronto... Uh, like Ailish, Uh, this will start at 10 o'clock for you. The Kings continue their four-game Pacific Division road trip with a stop in Vancouver to face the Canucks at 8 o'clock. Bruce Boudreaux continues to coach that that team. For now. For now. For now. Week 11 of the NFL got underway with the Titans on the road battling the Packers. Uh, The Packers were a three-point favorite. A little bit cold at Lambeau, so we expected... uh, weather to be a factor, which means the run game is going to be important. Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, a couple of the league's best running backs, and Derrick Henry showing he can do a little bit of everything.
0: Hands. Henry throws. Touchdown Titans! Henry took the handoff and then hit Hooper with a jump pass for a big sixer.
2: (laughs) Mike Keith on WKDF with the call the big, for a Hooper. big sixer. Uh, that made it 20 to 9 Hooper would grab another touchdown in the fourth quarter too. the Titans beat the Packers 27 to 17 it's my
1: last show before a little bit of a break uh, I am not going to make any Hooper jokes right now no including six of something
0: for a big sixer
2: yeah we're not going to do that other today, a- Satan other other <laughs> Not today, not today, <laughs> not today, Satan. Other NFL notes: The Bills and <laughs> <Gross>. Browns uh, <laughs> move to Detroit. That'll be at 11 a.m. at Ford Field on Sunday. Uh, a couple of veteran signings as well. The Eagles are signing veteran D lineman Damakong Sue and Dama-Kin Canadian Sue. Close enough. Yes, uh, and Canadian offensive lineman Lauren Duvernay-Tardif is signing with the Jets. I like that. The doctor. Yes, he is the doctor. Uh, also, from the CFL, Zach Kleros won another MOP. God, you're ugly. <laughs> uh, he becomes the fifth player to do so in back to back seasons after his Bombers finished at the top team in the CFL for the second straight year. Sean Lemon was the lone stampeder up for an award. He lost out on Defensive Player of the Year to Lorenzo Maldan, the fourth in Ottawa. Great Cup is Sunday at 4 o'clock. Also, the Stamps have an autograph signing Saturday at their store. Uh, Reggie Bagleton and Renee Paredes are both going to be in attendance after Paredes re-signed yesterday. Uh, the Raptors are going to try for a third straight win Saturday in Atlanta against the Hawks. We also will have the World Cup beginning Sunday. Qatar will face Ecuador at 9 a.m. Calgary time.
3: Nice.
2: We're going to have some fun with uh, Tommy Wilden Jr., the head coach and manager of Cavalry FC a little bit later on in the show and also uh Canada won a friendly against Japan yesterday with a penalty kick in uh extra time. Panenka. What? Yeah, it's it's a type of kick.
1: Yeah, it's where you just chip the penalty <laughs> kick. You can ask Tommy Wilden Panenka.
2: what did you say? Panenka. Panenka?
1: Yeah. Inca? It's where you just go in and you just chip the ball very yeah, slowly. Like a and the keeper goes shot? to one side. And it, it's just it, here, let me let me put it in terms you'll get. Uh-huh. It was like the Nick Suzuki goal where he flipped the puck.
2: Oh, the Datsuk. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's the
1: Datsuk of penalty kicks.
2: Nice. Okay. Um also <laughs> uh some local puck. The Hitman visit Tri-City to 805. It's the fourth game of their five-game U.S. road trip. They're looking to get back in the win call and they lost to Portland. Uh, breaking a seven-game win streak earlier in the week. The U.S. road trip wraps Saturday night in Spokane. And both games going to be on Sportsnet 960. Our man Brad Kerr will have the call. He's banging around like a chaotic armadillo. Uh, the Wranglers visit the Bakersfield Condors Friday and Saturday night in Bakersfield. Uh, both those games will start at 7 o'clock. They've got points in five straight games, 4-0-1. Uh, how about this? Uh, Cole Schwint, the prospect from the Panthers trade. Yeah. He's got uh, four goals over his last two games. you love to see that for the young man. And um, Brooke Henderson's also doing some golf. She's got an upper back injury. Two Doesn't strokes matter. off the leader. She's the best.
1: And good night and good luck to you, sir. And the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. Oh, and all Felix
2: Oceali seem lost. lost. Okay. That's too bad. He doesn't get to face Novak. You're right.
1: Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors. Quotes on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, I'm going to give you those Jacob Markstrom numbers. Yay. Uh, about uh, may- maybe it's confirmation bias, but I have cold, hard numbers for you about Jacob Markstrom's performance. And and apparently uh it's Alish, but uh Alex in my ears, like we haven't confirmed Alish. Uh Alish can't do it. Alish. Uh she uh has to run. We're gonna have Justin Cuthbert on for a couple minutes here off the top, and then I'll give you those Jacob Markstrom numbers. Busy, busy show. The big show, Ruskin Rose, sportsnet 960, the fans.